the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good morning and welcome. Picture Radio News Hour. Joe and Jason wrapping up the week on this Friday. Uh, man, what a tough week it has been for Wall Street. Uh, the carnage continues uh, this morning. Uh, we'll get to all of that. Uh, uh, we had inflation numbers come out. Uh, I, I just got to keep saying it. What happened to disinflation? Uh, it was red, red hot, 800-951-0592. AllAmericanGold.com is the website. And uh, we, we've got uh, the Dow now down for the year. The S&P is now down for the year. The NASDAQ still up for the year, but starting to go in the wrong direction. And, and Jason, this is really simple. They created way more money than most people even realized. This was never going to be easy. There was no, there was never going to be a soft landing. You know, we, we were talking about there wasn't going to be a soft landing when they were still trying to tell us inflation was transitory. This, these are just facts. I know people get upset. Well, I don't want to be depressed about it. But you better deal with it because because this is what it's going to be. Uh, rates are going to continue to go up. Inflation is here. And, and, Jason, I think we said it, you know, early on we were talking about a double Great Depression, which would be, hey, normally, like, when you go back to the Depression or even the Great Recession, that was a period really of – of lack of inflation, right? Deflation. Because everything just kind of stopped. Right? We had, we had layoffs. You had the housing crash. You know, obviously the Great Depression, people couldn't find work and, and, and all of those things that go with it. But this time around, I'm expecting the economy to come crashing down. But Jason, Pricing may not necessarily go with it. For some things, it will. Like, I, I think housing's in big trouble, but not all things, right? You know, at the end of the day, you know, how, how low does housing go? Well, at the end of the day, you gotta be able to build the house, right? So whatever that price is, that's, that's as low as it's going to go. Same thing like an automobile. Well, how, how low is it gonna be? Well, you gotta, we're building all these electric cars. They cost, Twice as much as, as the regular stuff does, Jason. This is going to be a, a huge event, all at the hands of the central bank. Uh, and it's been the perfect storm. Weak leadership allows for these things to happen. Yeah, and if you're a big company uh, or a big bank that owns property, Joe, and uh, you got to sell it for the price that you bought it for or more, you know, because that's just what the cost of a house is, you can afford to sit on it empty. I mean, uh, when I bought my house, uh, I saw the property taxes for the builder 
versus the property taxes I pay. It's a little different situation. I don't know exactly how it works for big companies like BlackRock, but but Joe, they'll sit on it, you know. And and as far as the depression, I mean, uh, how is it that we can maybe not consider that we've been in a depression ever since two thousand eight, two thousand seven? There's a lot of things. If you look at the numbers, you know, it doesn't look the same, but a lot of the numbers of like people on uh, on welfare, people on uh, food stamps, it's much worse than during the depression. You know, during the depression, uh, it's just a different situation, right, Joe? Uh, is it possible we've been living through a depression for uh, uh, 15, 20 years? It just doesn't look and feel like it was back in t- 1929. I wasn't there in 1929. I, I understood through some stories, but kind of feels like, I mean, look at look at the way America looks today versus uh, 2008, right? It, uh, it doesn't look like a, as nearly as happy a place back just from then. Well, you know, you got to also consider too, right? What did they do? They put rates to zero for 15 years. They they tried to hide it, right? They they did uh, the expansion of their balance sheet, all these repo market operations on top of what the government was doing. Listen, uh, we we tried to spend our way out because as as we talked about, they didn't fix. What was broken in the financial crisis, uh, with the financial crisis, they didn't fix it. All the derivatives that are off balance sheet are all still there. Uh, we, we've gotten our first, what I'll call, major default. Uh, it was PIMCO defaulting on a commercial real estate project, uh, $1.8 billion, uh, where PIMCO just said, you know what? Property ain't worth anywhere close to what we owe on it. We're just not going to pay. We're just not going to pay. We're 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 going to strategically default uh, on on that tranche of commercial backed real estate. And, and Jason, is this going to be uh, where it starts? Right, it, it, tranches of commercial real estate could be tranches of credit card loans. Could be tranches of auto loans. Right, it could be tranches of housing. I don't know if we'll get there with housing or not. But, Jason, it really can manifest itself in a lot of different ways. Yeah, when I was, look, I was looking at the information on this, uh, it was made up, you know, I don't know all this stuff. I'm still learning. Joe, has, Joe knows this stuff better than I do. But, you know, commercial loans don't work like a 30-year fixed loan. Some of these are adjustable loans. So suddenly Almost all this all property is being bought that sold. Way, yeah. Yep, they, yeah. they, they, they do, you know, a lot of the, the arm thing, five years, seven year with the big balloon payments. Uh, and, and listen, this is another problem because for, for a decade and a half, you can just refinance at that low rate. Well, guess what? Up, oh, well, we gotta, we either gotta make the balloon payment or we gotta refinance. Well, guess what? Refinancing now all of a sudden, hey, wait, I gotta pay how much? Yeah, nah, nah, we'll just give you the keys back, right? And thanks, but no thanks. Paper Radio News Hour. When we get back, we'll give you a market update and then how hot did inflation come in? 800-951-0592. Paper Radio News Hour. Joe and Jason wrapping up the week. Uh, we got inflation numbers out, including uh, the Federal Reserve's favorite and Jason, again, I just, I just got to go back to three weeks ago when they kept talking about disinflation. And all of a sudden, in three weeks, we went from disinflation, which they just made it up, right? Hey, let's make up a new word, disinflation. Yeah, that sounds great. 
to now inflation, it appears by this number, we may get an inflation print for February that was higher than January and December. Uh, the headline number came in red hot, six-tenths of a percent month over month. Uh, Jason, then that was a lot worse than they were expecting. Uh, by the way, if you annualize that, you're, you're looking at, what, about 7.2%. So that, again, much higher than they were hoping. Uh, spending was up, which makes sense, right? If, if inflation's red hot, spending's gotta go up because Jason stuff costs more. Yeah. Yeah, Joe, if we get a, a CPI of 7%, in March, it's gonna people are gonna freak out because you know the, we're getting into the, the point where last year these numbers were getting big. Last year the uh, the February number was seven point nine. If we get a seven percent on top of that seven point nine, Joe, that means it's seven percent higher than the higher rate of inflation last year. This is uh, and, yeah, this is and, not good. And again, wait, wages. Wages still red hot. Uh, wages were up. Now we had had four straight months of decline in wages. Uh, so uh, it was, I think that shocked them uh, up 6.9%. Uh, that's an increase of six tenths of a percent as well. Uh, it really, there, I don't think, Jason, there was a good number in the report. In other words, when you look into it, okay, well, was there somewhere where something was better? And, and there just wasn't. Uh, the Dow right now down uh, 500 points. Uh, the S&P is down 65. The Nasdaq's down 265. Gold's down 8. Silver's down 46 cents right now. This market update brought to you by our friends at Y-Refi, right? Hey. Look at the carnage that's going to come. You know, we have Joey come on every Monday. Man, you better have him in your corner. This is going to be another. You thought last year was bad. Jason, this is going to be another brutal year, I think, for all of the debt markets. Uh, the 10-year note getting ready to cr- uh, crest 4% now. So the bond market, which was rallying early this year, Take, has taken it all away, uh, getting ugly. That's why Y Refi is a great place to look. Guaranteed up to 10.25% on your money month after month after month. Hey, listen, it does Jay Powell could come out and make up a word of meeting and be absolutely dead wrong about it. Why Refi doesn't care. You gotta have at least 50,000. You can use an existing IRA. Check them out. Invest. Yrefi.com. That's the word invest. R-E-F-Y, well, invest, Y, I'll get it, dot com, 888-Y-REFI-24. So uh, this number really, I, you know, and again, we talked about credibility yesterday. And what the rest of the world has been telling us is, hey, you know what? We don't want to hold as many dollars as we used to, period. That's what they're doing. When you look there and you see all the gold that's been bought by the world's central banks. Well, what are they selling? they got to sell something to buy the gold. What are they selling? They're selling U.S. dollars. That's what they're, they're essentially not buying U.S. treasuries and instead buying gold. 
Then look at all the deals out there. What Saudi Arabia? Now what? Yesterday, Iraq. Hey, we'll take Renembis for for oil. We'll take Renembis. Matter of fact, Iraq said, "Listen, we'll take Renembis for anything we trade with China." What 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 did they use? Well, they used dollars. And what the governments are saying is, hey, listen, we just want to have less of these. Jason, that's not a good thing. That that just tells you that the, that credibility is, is is wavering. Ponzi schemes only work when you add to it. Uh, when you subtract from a Ponzi scheme, that's when the Ponzi scheme uh, explodes. So <laughs> every time we have one of these market crashes, they, they try to uh, uh, have a little pressure relief. They let some of that cash, that water, you know, the, the, the little water out of the out of the balloon, so it doesn't pop. But, but, Joe, at some point, the, the Ponzi scheme just explodes. This is why all fiat currencies have always gone to zero. It's just it's just the way it is. It's uh, You know, you, you hope that you're on the good side of the Ponzi scheme and then you get out before it's the bad side, right? And I'd rather just stay off of it completely. Yeah, and, and again, how, how does this shake out? Uh, I, I don't know. Uh, I haven't seen uh, anybody making a, a – wager yet one way or the other i'm sure we'll see it uh is 50 basis points back on the table you know quite honestly let's face it if they really cared which they don't but if they did they should raise three quarters of a point in march that would put them at five and a quarter to five and a half which is what they think that and again that's not enough but that's where they think it needs to be well let's just get there they're not going to do that. And the problem is, when you don't do that, guess what? When you try to play the slow game with inflation, they've been trying to play the slow game inflation. This is year three of the slow game, right? The first year was, well, it's just transitory. Last year, they started, oh, look, we're going to 75 whole points. And look at what we did. They raised... uh about four basis points, right, from zero to four. They used to do that in a single meeting in the 70s. Now, you're not going to hear that on TV. That was nothing. They would raise interest rates 3 4%, lower up 3 4%. Back when they weren't having press conferences, right? they, they, they've made it. They, they've tried to create the illusion, Jason, that they are the controller of everything. And, and they're not. What, what they are are a bunch of crooks, a bunch of liars. They, they, they steal from us every single day. And that's what inflation does. Yeah, that's right, Joe. I mean, it's been a few months since I mentioned this, but it was, uh, I, you know, it was middle, late last year when, when the, uh, the CPI was in the eights. So it was starting to come down, right? The, uh, the year over year numbers were, were getting less each month as they, uh, they, they started pretending like they were getting on top of this thing. But I think it was the New York Fed chief. I can't remember which one it was. I think it was him. But uh, he said that the June CPI number of this year, so he's, he was predicting that far out. He said it would be 6.6 or 6.8. Can, can you imagine if we're in June? We, it's July, Joe, uh, Joe, and we're reporting the CPI for June, and it's 6.8. I, can you imagine if we're there in five months? Can you believe it? That would be horrible. I mean, what, where would we be? Where are we going to be if that? If why, why would he say such a number, right? Why, why predict such a number? But it, it looks very likely that it could be there, right? Yeah, yeah. and again, I. I hope not. I hope not. Because if you're talking about, you know, 6.8, that means the Fed funds rate's got to be at least seven, seven and a half. Seven. Right? I mean, 
We're between four and a half and four and a quarter right now. That is a, a long, long way off. Uh, but again, and I've said it for weeks now, this is a simple problem. It's not even, you know what? It's not complicated. It isn't. When will inflation end? I've been saying it for months. When the job losses happen, period. And it won't happen until then. Absolutely won't. And this is exactly what we're seeing. But how good is gold? How, how good is it? Uh, Michael, uh, I want to give credit to you because I didn't do the research, but I'm glad somebody did. Uh, Michael Meharry, it did it. He went back and said, gold in an expensive suit. Okay? And he was talking about in 1900. Think about this. 1900, there was no Federal Reserve. Right? We, were, we were on the gold standard. We hadn't had inflation in decades. Right? We were probably the War of 1812, maybe, was about the last time I, I, there, there was inflation, right? He says, and this is his numbers, a high, high-end suit in 1900 was about $35. So, you know, a $20 gold piece, you know, the, the gold pieces that we sell, a $20 gold piece, you needed just under two of those, right? You know, about $1.8 $20 gold pieces. And he says today, 1.7 is, is, is the number. I'm sorry, 1.7. $20 gold pieces in 1900. He says today, the average price of a high-end suit is $2,000. $2,000 for a high-end suit, you need 1.1 $20 gold pieces to buy that high-end suit and Jason, you know, I know, I know we've all, we've used the suit analogy. We use the cow analogy. I always said, listen, a $20 gold piece and a high-end suit, right? A $20 gold piece and a, and a heifer, right? They, they go hand in hand and they have really think about it now for, for a couple hundred years. It's been that way. Yeah. It'll continue to be that way. I mean, I love, love I love the analogy. I love the, uh, you know, getting this guy's, uh, numbers because, uh, what you're saying is, is essentially that, uh, uh, the gold really held its own and now you can buy more suit for your gold now. That's, that's essentially what his numbers just said to me. He's like, you can buy more suit now with, uh, with the same, with the same amount of gold. So that's, that's, well, a, that's, you know, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool when you think about it. If you had $35 in 1900 and you could buy the high end suit. Right, what, what, you can, I don't, can you buy a shirt? I, I guess you can buy like a shirt that I've got on. You can maybe buy two of these, right? Two of these polos, right? That, that, not, not made by polo. You can't even buy one polo shirt for that, but you get my drift. You have a, you know, a couple of shirts, you know, they're probably about 20 bucks a piece, something like that, 18 bucks, 19 bucks, right? Maybe you can buy two shirts. If you had the gold, Dude, you're still buying the high-end suit. That, that's the whole premise. Right? And that, that's what gold does. Gold doesn't make you money. Gold keeps you whole. It keeps you from re- being able to retain that purchasing power. And, and think about what we're talking about, what inflation really is. And it's funny that they, they created the word inflation. 
Because really what inflation is, it's devaluation is what it is. It's the devaluation of the Federal Reserve note. It's essentially saying, hey, you keep $100,000 in the bank. Well, guess what? Over time, that hundred grand will continue to buy less and less and less and less. Right? Think about just the, forget about 1900. Let's go to, to the year 2000. The average home in 2000 was about $125,000. So imagine you got $125,000 in the bank, right? Hey, you can buy the average home. Now, I, now I, don't get, now, don't get it, don't get it twisted. Okay? You're not living in, in the palace in the gated community. Okay? But you, you're gonna live in, you know, the, this subdivision. You're gonna have, you know, a little lot. You're gonna have maybe a 1600 square foot, three bedroom, two bath house. Right? That, that's what we're talking about. 125 grand. You got that sitting in the bank saying, man, I could buy a house right now. Fast forward to today. They just had new home sales come out. Right? The average cost of a new home now is over $350,000. You almost need three times that money. If you had it in gold, you had $125,000 in gold. Guess what? At, at, in 2000, man, you could have, you could have bought more than just one average house. I'll give you the number when we get back. 800-951-0592. Joe and Jason on this Friday. Uh, gold's really hanging in today. Uh, down five right now, uh, with that red hot inflation number. But we were talking before the break, right? We're, hey, Go back to 1900 and, and gold in a high-end suit or, uh, you know, use, use a, a steer or a heifer, whatever you want, a cow, right? They're interchangeable. Now, it's easy. Now, 2000, gold was pretty low, no doubt about it, overly low. Right? We were in the middle of the tech bubble. Alan Greenspan and that nonsense about paying off the national debt and, and all that stuff. But you could buy $20 gold piece for about $325. And so if you took that 125000 that we said, hey, we got 125000 in the bank. Right now, that 125000 and 2000 would have bought you the average home. If you put it into gold, you would have had $384 gold pieces sitting in your safe at your house. Today, you know, think about it, and, and I'll just use the spot prices. That, that, that's simple. 18, 15 gold, you'd have $696,960. You could almost buy two, almost two average priced homes from where you were in 2000 had you put it into gold. Now, again, like I said, gold just keeps you whole. But there are times, Jason, when gold is significantly undervalued to where it should be. And, the you know, during the inflation time, that's where 
I think we're going to see the same premise here, that gold is significantly undervalued because the Federal Reserve had so much power over everything. People actually thought they could get out of this situation, and they're going to realize very, very quickly that they're not going to be able to. And I think the other central banks around the world are sending that message right now. Hey, they're not getting out of this. we got to head for cover. Joe, uh, central banks and, and governments of the world don't buy tons and tons of gold because in dollar terms it's going to go from whatever it is today, eighteen fifteen, down to $1,000. That's, that's, you, would, you would rather keep the dollars. It's, it's an obvious, obvious decision that the dollars are going to be worth less. If the dollars are going to be strong or if that's a, a place to be in and gold's going to go versus dollars down to 1000 bucks an ounce, then you don't, you don't buy gold. You, you just keep on buying treasuries. You just keep on uh, in, in with the Ponzi scheme. They're hoarding gold. That means the dollars to buy that gold are going to be more. Now, we, we're kind of in a little bit of a downward trend here with gold price, but that's just screaming at you, the listener, that you should be buying it and buying it like crazy. If you don't, that'll be your mistake when we're on the radio here in six months or a year and saying, oh, hey, uh, here's a $20 gold piece. It's 3500 bucks." Because, Joe, there will be a yeah. day where we're on the radio and we'll be saying, hey, here's here's a $20 gold piece, $3,000. Here's, here's a $20 gold piece. Now it's, it's $4,000. Joe, I remember when it was blasting past $2,000 last couple of years, and Joe's like, yeah, well, we're here. Right, Joe? You're like, yeah. You know, it's like, man, it's getting expensive to get gold. I mean, except for a spiking in 2011, this is really the first time it, it's been sitting at this price point, Joe. Let me, let me break it down for you simply. So there's a... Uh... Fred Michigan, he used to be one of a, a Fed, former Fed governor. Him and a bunch of colleagues, with the help of the University of Chicago, decided to look into the disinflation soft landing that Jerome Powell keeps telling us about. And they just released the paper today. Despite the sentiment of many current Fed officials that they could manage a, quote, soft landing while tackling high prices, the paper says that it is unlikely to be the case. They said that they went back throughout history. you got to remember now, it's not just... The U.S. Central Bank history, right? Central banks have been around a lot longer than we've been a country. So so understand, when they're talking about history, they're going back hundreds and hundreds of years. The paper concluded that they found no instance. So let me, no, zero, none, nada, never has happened. No instance in which a central bank-induced Disinflation occurred without a recession, period. It's never happened and is unlikely in this scenario to happen as well, Jason. And yet somehow uh, they're trying to convince people this is the narrative. Yeah, Joe, and, and with everything that's going on, it sure feels like they don't want to push those rates where they need to go because I think they're, t- they're t- I think they want to time this thing, Joe. That it really feels like they d- they want it to not fall apart in 2023. I think they're really trying for 2024 or even 2025, which there's no way. And I, 
I don't think they're going to make it, Joe. I think they've, they don't have as much control over how this is going to happen like they used to. I think this is why, uh, Jerome Powell said disinflation. I, th- I think they thought they had it. I think they, I think they thought, okay, I think we, I think we're going to be able to fake our way into the next year or two and then we'll let it go. And I think they just, maybe they just lost control, Joe. Maybe that's what's happened. Maybe Jerome Powell is, is just as surprised as the rest of those idiots over there in Wall Street. <laughs> and, well, uh, listen, and they've they, lost they, control they of went- it. They went through this. They said, hey, our simulations of our baseline models suggest that the Federal Reserve will have to tighten policy significantly further. They're kind of laughing at the somewhere between five and five and a half. They're like, that ain't going to get it done. Significantly further. And then they said, Jason that not only are they going to have to go significantly further, they're talking about inflation will be here in 2023, 2024, 2025, and, and only in 2025 will it start to come off if the Fed does what they're saying they need to do. They said even assuming stable inflation expectations, our analysts cast doubt on the ability of the Fed to engineer a soft landing. Inflation will not return to the 2% target by 2025 without one. In other words, hey, you can't get it. Just, what have I been saying? I, I, I'm a genius apparently, Jason. I think the Fed is on this this situation where they just want to do a quarter point every single six-week period, Joe, just to stay behind it. That's what it feels like they're trying to do, Joe. Don't get on top of it. I'll give you the – wait, 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 wait. I'm going to give you the Fed's response when we return. It's awesome. Joe and Jason, we've had $20 gold on sale for $2,050. Gold's down in the last two days about $15. bucks. So we're going to lower it to $2,035. On $20 gold, if you buy 10 or more, 2025 uh, And then yesterday, we ran this great special with two rolls of dimes, a, a 1921 Morgan dollar and a peace dollar. Uh, the peace and Morgan dollars way below cost in this thing. Uh, for $250, uh, we, we have a 18 or 19 packages left from yesterday, so we'll honor that as well. Uh, so you can uh, get a little gold, get a little silver while it's on sale, because believe me, it's on sale today at 800-951-0592. So a former Fed governor, Michigan, a bunch of his colleagues decided to say, well, you know what, let's see if... What Jerome Powell's been saying will hold water. Can we really get disinflation and a soft landing? And the answer was, nope. Matter of fact, you won't get inflation back under control without a recession, according to the the research. The Fed has responded, Jason. They, they, they put out uh, Fed Governor Philip Jefferson. Yes. In a reply to the report, saying that the current situation differs 
from previous inflation episodes. See, Jason, it's just different. Right? And that's all, you know, they always, well, it's different this time. Now, again, remember what I told you. They went back hundreds and hundreds of years and said, it's never happened. But this time, though, this time, right? This time, they're going to get it. So here's what he says. He noted that the Fed has more credibility as an inflation fighter than some of its predecessors. They do? Really? Central banks have been buying gold for the last 15 years, and then last year, they broke a record. What, what does that say? That means you have less credibility. But okay, again, if, you had your, if your head is that far up your ass, then maybe you actually believe you have credibility, Jason. Well, credibility from whom? <laughs> maybe they're from buddies. Themselves. Well, they, they, they give themselves a lot of credit. You know, credibility, it just, it all depends on who's giving the credit, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> don't have any credit coming from me, you know. It's, it's not coming Man, from this direction. You. Listen, they're giving themselves high fives in the boardrooms uh, all over the place. Listen to this. Unlike the 60s or 70s, so apparently this guy, that's the only inflation ever in the history of the world, according to this guy. The Federal Reserve is addressing the outbreak in inflation promptly. The, this is the words he's using, promptly and forcefully to maintain that credibility and preserve the well-anchor properly, proper, I'll get it, prop, property of long-term inflation expectations. So let's, let's, let's break this down. First, he said, Jason, that they were fighting inflation promptly. We wasted a whole year with your transitory nonsense. Then they said, forcefully. Well, forcefully would mean your Fed funds rate is above the rate of inflation. Jason, we're not even going to, it's all a bunch of crap. It's all, it's, none of it's true, but hey, if they can, if they, you know, they believe their own hype. They believe their own press press clippings. And this is what's going to doom people. This is, this is what happens. We're going to have a big market crash. And all of you guys get wiped out, and they're going to pretend that it wasn't their fault. And when will the market crash be in its severe point is, is, the, is the question, Joe. And what if I'm right? What if it's a quarter point every six weeks? It's going gonna, it's gonna to take the rest of the year just to add another two points, right? You know? Yeah. The rest yeah. of the year to just get two points. I mean, you're talking about a slow death, right? Death by a thousand I think that's cuts. what they want, Joe. I, I think that keeps the market from completely crashing. It's, it does this sideways thing. And then – just like you've uh, said many times, a little at a time and then all at once. When's the all at once going to happen? Maybe it pushes to next year, but I'm telling you, this this is just, as, far as, as a gold and silver seller, this is screaming at you to get loaded up on gold because guess who else is going to load up on gold the rest of the year, right, Joe? Guess who's else? Yeah, it's going it. to uh, be wild. Now uh, J.P. Morgan came out, uh, and they're, they're blasting the Fed for their – outrageous seasonal adjustments that they've been making to these numbers saying that the Fed is trying to create the illusion of things uh, being much better than what they are. And, and again, you know, it's hard for us because a lot of these numbers, we don't get the unseasonally adjusted numbers. Some of them we do, but not all of them. 
all, some of them, hey, that's the only number we get to see. Uh, and Jason, how, how do how do we know? And this is the problem. This is why the financial crisis caught so many people off guard because the Fed controls the narrative and they don't tell you everything that you need to know. And now all of a sudden, one of their very own said, "Hey, by the way, they're they're, they're snake oil selling selling you right now. Uh, this this is not only is it not likely to happen, Jason, it's never happened." I don't think a central bank-run uh, system is de- is designed to have soft landings. I mean, I- except for times where s- bankers were trying to get their central bank in the 1800s, there wasn't really any severe economic problems. It was always always centered around when, when bankers were trying to gain power, around Andrew Jackson's presidency in the 1830s. Uh, we got rid of the central bank. There was economic chaos. Civil War, right? There was economic chaos. Oh, that was a banker war, just like all of them. But all the rest of the time at the Central Bank, Joe, things were pretty easy going. Everybody could just take care of their own business, right? Take the Radio News out. We're going to be wrapping it up. I'm going to tell you what J.P. Morgan was so mad about when we returned. 800-951-0592. Take the Radio News Hour. Wrapping up the week here, Joe and Jason. Uh, U.S. $20 gold pieces, uh, heating them up even. They're already on sale for 2050. We're taking $15 off 2035. And then, hey, if you buy 10 or more, we'll take another 10 bucks off at 2025. We got a handful of the special from yesterday. You get two rolls of dimes, a Morgan 1921 Morgan dollar. And these are nice. These are good shape. Uh, mortgage. A lot of times, you know, those mortgages, they can get pretty, pretty hairy. These are, these are VG plus, uh, 1921 Morgans and, and then a, also VG plus, uh, peace dollar. So you get a Morgan dollar, a peace dollar, two rolls uh, of silver dimes, uh, for 250 bucks. You can mix them, you can match them. 800 951 0592. And, and there's a lot of weird things here. J.P. Morgan came out yesterday and was talking about these ridiculous seasonal adjustments. And what really got them upset, the last two weeks, if you want to believe the number, we've added almost 20 million barrels of crude oil. Just all of a sudden. I mean, just here they are. Look at all this oil. And I'm like, wow. Did we start pumping a million barrels of oil more than what we were doing? Or did demand fall that badly? And guess what? The answer to both of those was no. According to J.P. Morgan, they said over the last two weeks, the government is trying to say that we saw near record inventory builds in crude oil. J.P. Morgan says that's nothing more than the figment of some Excel spreadsheet's imagination. Because the charts show that while the crude oil supply adjustment factor 
was the highest on record and doesn't actually exist. I, I didn't even know they did that with crude oil. I, I actually thought they were, you know, going out to, to Cushing, Oklahoma, and these other places and saying, hey, how much crude's in storage? Apparently, Jason, we can make anything look better. Just ask the Excel, Excel spreadsheet. Well, when you, when you make lies and falsities about uh, everything that's on paper, Right, Joe. Uh, how much of this is there, and how much of that, and how much are you printing? You know, we hey bailed out everything with five trillion, but no, no, it was twenty nine trillion. They, maybe they just uh, think that uh, a piece of paper is, is is can pass off as far as what the actual real amount of oil that's sitting around somewhere is, and they they have this idea that they could just magically appear and disappear anything they want, Joe. I mean, that's anything that's the magic of, of they, them. They, yeah, they weren't done. Then they went after jobless claims. Remember, topics could blow 200,000. It's amazing. It truly is. J.P. Morgan said, well, if you use what they call some alternative seasonal adjustments of the initial jobless claims data, all of a sudden the data is much less favorable than what the, the government has been reporting. And, and again, why do we need seasonal adjustments at all? Well, you not now. Hey, I think all of you know why. That's why you got to put that gold away. 800-951-0592. You know why? They can't seasonally adjust your $20 gold piece. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here. Here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. Salemnow.com.